I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined as always by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Feeling that shift in power. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Speaking of shift in power, I haven't even got to ask you, how do you feel about the Lakers and Ty Lue? I like I like it. I'm okay with it. I'm good with it. It's not okay. the I mean if it How was, do you feel about LeBron calling the shots of the storied franchise now? He does. It's okay. Actually, I would rather him call the shots than Magic Johnson call the shots. I would rather him call the shots than Jeannie Buss call the shots at this point. I would rather him call the shots than Rob Polinka at this point. Okay. Are they going to get somebody big for like a general manager at some point? No. Rob Polinka is the guy. Oh, my gosh. That's what they're running Please, with. get out of here. Um, but they're also going to promote guys internally. Ryan West, Jerry West's son. Has been in the organization for a long time. Jess Bus or Jesse Bus has been in the organization for a long time, and those two guys are what a lot of fans kind of look at as the the guys, the like the brains behind things that actually made the good moves, the good hmm. draft. They've been in scouting and they've made the good draft picks and all that. The kind Lakers of stuff. scout? I didn't know they scouted. They got Kuzma and Josh Hart. Uh, that's true. That's true. I Come on, I should and Andre Ingram. The the whole. How do you feel about He's the an whole American George- treasure? Don't you dare. <laughs> besmirch andre ingram how do you or feel brandon like the, ingram either ingram <laughs> george hill rodney hood stuff and people comparing that to being lebron's teammate so funny and how they're, <laughs> I they're that was excelling now outside of lebron's <laughs> I, I actually have a, a, a question about that too george hill rodney hood they're, they're, they've been playing pretty well in the playoffs their it, coaches are actually putting them in good positions who was the coach last year for george hill and rodney hood who was their coach last year george hill and rodney hood are are 15% players. I've gone over this. That's, they're they're going to have their, sure. they're gonna have but wait, their wait, games. Wait, wait. Who was their coach last year, though? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, but Ty Lue didn't go out and make <laughs> Rodney Hood not not hit shots in clutch time. I mean, he came out there. That's and, true. I mean, he looked like That's a true. god out there. He looked like the point god. He looked like John Moran out there. Who, Rodney Hood? Yeah, he just went out yeah, there. Yeah, well, because everybody bucket. else has been playing for like 18 just days. Ridiculous. And Rodney Hood comes in. It's like, hey, huh, I haven't played. They in played four overtimes. That's What is that, 20 minutes? Yeah, they, yeah, they play. I mean, Jokic played bring, like sixty-five out of sixty-eight minutes or something. They bring in one sub off the bench, and all of a sudden he just looks like I mean Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, Jokic went from tractor trailer to Nerlens Noel in one game. <laughs> <laughs> then he broke the mic. <laughs> By the way, he didn't break the mic. People keep saying he broke the mic. You can remove. Didn't the, he just pull it off? Yeah, no, he just pulled. The, he just pulled the cord, out, the cable out of the mic. It's, it happens. <laughs> Super okay. They plugged it back in and it started working again. So it's like he broke it. <laughs> it was terrible reporting. All right, today on the podcast, we are going to have a couple conversations today. Um, there's a conversation on Woj's podcast with Dave McMenamin, and he made a comment about Dallas. And like, it was a very subtle comment about the shift in power and how a lot of these teams in the West have you know veteran guys, older guys that are, are starting to age out. And who has the young talent in the West? And the only name he brought up was Dallas. He's like, besides Dallas, you know, it doesn't seem like anyone else in the, in the West is set up to, you know, to be very good, um, you know, in years to come. Now that could, that obviously, yeah, he's talking about young talent. Yeah. Young talent. Yeah. Yeah. Not like next year or the year after that, but you know, in the future. And so we wanted to talk about the shift in power from, it's kind of gone from the East to the West. The, The East finally has made good draft picks and they finally have some real good young talent. So we want to talk about that, and then we want to talk about the teams in the West, about how the teams in the West and which teams we could see maybe falling off next year, because one of these teams has to fall off in order for the Mavericks to make the playoffs. It just literally has to happen, because I don't know if this Mavericks team is a 50-win team next year. It depends on who they get, but they would have to win 50 games. If the, you know, if the, if the West just kind of runs it back, or maybe KD or Kawhi go to the Clippers, and then all of a sudden that makes your problem even harder. You'd have to be a 50-win team to make the playoffs next year, probably. I mean, you had to be a 48-49 win team to make the playoffs this year. It's wild. So we're going to talk about that. And then, at the very end, you guys loved it last week. We're bringing it back. 
We'll talk about some Game of Thrones. We'll do it at the very end. For 98% all the- of y'all said you loved it. We got some DMs about loving it. And then we had like, I don't know, one two, person. Yeah, yeah, one or two people. So if you, did like, not like it, if you did not like it, we will do pretty much a full podcast of basketball talk. And then we will do Game of Thrones at the very end. And you won't have to listen to it. You can just turn it off. Yeah, there you go. Or you if you're not caught t- up. You can just turn it off instead of just getting on and complaining about stop, how the show sucks. Stop, stop, Like a lot of Game of Thrones people right now. Oh, I think some of it sucks, and I'm still going to watch next week. I'm going to watch every week. I'm just going to keep watching it. Anyway, all right. So the path for Dallas to move up, you start to look at some of these teams, and the Warriors could be – they could be in a situation. What Do you do? You take anything from this Clay Thompson is upset talks? Because I don't – I don't buy that. How do you know Sorry. if Clay is upset? He has no emotions. No. He's like – he's the Kawhi of the West. Yeah. I yeah, I, I'm, if we haven't heard any of that until now, and you're not gonna, like seriously, like that's the most. Also, anyway. I'm sure he's upset. He just played two awful games. Of course, I was gonna say he'd be if, upset. All we've heard for so long is that, like, he's happy there. He's ready. They're gonna max him out. Like, it'll be fine. Like, that's just it. And now he's had two bad games, and coincidence after one of his bad games in the playoffs, story comes. He, he's unhappy. And you got Jay Williams of all people that's like, oh, he's unhappy. He's not going to play there anymore. Stephen A. Smith, too, apparently. Said that he was. Okay. Thanks, Stephen A. He's got sources, I guess. Yeah. He has to at this point. He's been around Chris too Chris Broussard does, that. too. <laughs> Did you see that video that guy put together? of? of uh, he was trying to make fun of Chris Broussard, but Chris Broussard didn't really have a take on Luka before the draft. It was that. It was the Yoda guy, the fake Yoda guy. I don't know who that is. Was that somebody we did in our memorial? In memoriam? Oh, that's true. We we said we said goodbye to him. He's gone. <laughs> it's funny. Um, so look at some of these teams. Teams that we think could fall off. So the Warriors, they lose Durant, and especially if he goes to the East. I fall, said, but they don't fall off. Like even if Durant, like if Durant Lee, Durant leaves, which he's going to be a New York Dick. I mean, I, anyway, but he falls off. You have Steph Curry. You have. Uh, the thing really, is, the thing is, though, they're going to fall off in the sense that they're, they're probably going to have the same team that they have this year, just without Durant. They really can't yeah, sign move from else. A, they move from a one seed to a four seed, right? But there are wins available there. <laughs> yeah, wins available. I don't think a spot opens up because, especially with Draymond playing like he's. Oh my gosh, he's been playing so good. But I, just, I just think it, the moment KD walks out the door to go to New York, they just they max out Clay Thompson and it's done. And you roll forward with that but yeah but yeah wins wins are available but they probably just drop a few spots the nuggets i mean they're they're they should have been included in that young team young players category because Jokic and porzingis are like the same age right yeah the nuggets are super weird um i mean obviously you think they're just going to keep trending upwards right you know you as far as they're just going to keep they went from no playoffs last year to the two seed so you know, Jokic, I was on the fence about Jamal Murray until these playoffs. Oh which, my gosh. He's playing really well. I still don't I still don't know what his ceiling is. Like I don't know. I I, I just don't know. I don't know. He's very hit or miss. To me, he's to me he's a fifty percent player. And the fifty percent that he brings is like insane. Like insanely good. I mean, he's going shot for shot in the clutch with Lillard. Yeah, I and like is he a Lillard? You know that type of range, or is he more like a McCollum type player? Which McCollum's really, really good. Yeah. And if you put McCollum on some other team, he might be like an All Star possibly. The thing so is, like, he can be a McCollum because you have Jokic that can be that playmaker. True, true. So, but then and then you have Gary Harris too, who's signed long term. Jokic is signed long term. You have the the weird Paul Millsap team option that we've talked about before as, as an option. Um, and they got they're they're weird wild cards, Michael Porter Jr. Because. Yeah. We like we hyped him up, and he's setting out this whole year. If he comes in and is seventy five percent of the prospect that people think he is or thought he was going to draft, I mean, that's that's kind of scary. I mean, not really defense wise, but that could be a weird X factor. But yeah, they're locked for the playoffs moving forward. And that's exactly what they need too. Is like this wing scorer guy that can just come yeah. in and what they really wanted Will Barton to be. Uh, and he he has been he wasn't that overtime game he really helped them get to that that spot. Uh, but I put him in a video I did for Free Dawkins the five most disappointing players in the playoffs so far. I put Will Barton in there. Oh gosh, yes, he's he is the definition of no 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 yes. I did it before uh, the four overtime game, but 
Gary Harris is kind of, he's he plays really good defense, but he's kind of stagnant as far as like his rise. I thought he'd be going higher. Yeah, I felt like you were higher on Gary Harris than remember Jamal our Murray. Gary, remember our Gary Harris Rodney Hood debate like two years ago. Oh, what's that? Oh, I was on the wrong side of that, wasn't I? And uh, well, and then Rodney Hood beats Gary Harris in a you know playoff series, and it's funny. <laughs> well, they haven't beat him yet. They have not beat him yet. Well, like in that four overtime game, Rodney Hood was the guy and all that stuff. But I feel um, some validation on that. But yeah, I mean Gary Harris, uh, love Malik Beasley. So Tory yeah, Craig, Monte Morris. I mean. Even Wancho, yes. like they have some really interesting young guys that can can still develop and get older. So they they should be included in this young team in the West. They're not because they're already seemingly established. Yeah, yeah. But they yeah, could so also those, fall, those two are locks. They could fall off too. It, I mean, as young as they are, I mean they are very good. But I can see them as an NFL team. You know, sometimes NFL teams they have these awesome, awesome, great one years. And then they kind of fall off the next year because there's more expectations. I don't, well, on them I, I don't think they fall out of the playoffs. I don't. They don't have the thing enough. Is run. They, they won 54 games this year, 48 wins. There are 47 wins out of the playoffs. I mean, yeah, you, you could see them fall off by like six games and miss the playoffs next year. Well, my thing is they don't have enough roster question marks for me, and they don't have anybody that's aging a ton that you'd be like, oh, I don't know what kind of they're gonna be. It's like all of their their main guys are on the rise, and they don't have a, like a roster big question besides Paul Millsap. So yeah, that's why I, I still think they're a lock for the playoffs. I agree, I agree. I'm just saying it could happen. I'm saying if, true, if true, there was yeah, a yeah. path for them, it would be because they kind of they did after what, a great season. We obviously didn't preface this, but we're we're talking as if no you know injuries. We can't predict injuries. Yeah. Um, the Portland Trailblazers, by the way, I want to bring this up for more validation. Since you brought up the Gary Harris thing, you did not have the Portland Trailblazers as a playoff team this year. I didn't at all. Absolutely. I thought they would be the team that would fall off. And just based off that New Orleans series last year and them getting swept, I thought it was it. I thought their confidence would be shot. Um, I kind of lost a little faith in Terry Stotts and – they just didn't go like I wasn't a huge believer in Nurkic. I was proven wrong on that. He had a great year, um, and yeah, I just I just didn't think. I thought that was the it for them, or thought it was it for them. And uh, I thought that was the it for them too. The it, whatever, freaking get off me. And uh, but yeah, I was obviously proved wrong too. You know, in that also. So how. Do you, they're in a weird spot because I'm yeah. I'm super curious on what they do because they for so long they were on the fence and now it feels like they took a step forward. But if they get beat this round, do they still break it up? And then if they no. move it, no, they, no, they have because they have they've advanced that city in this this friend and they don't even have Nurkic. That's the thing is they're getting a guy back for next year that was really good. I'm like, for them yeah. I feel like now, yeah, they're gonna. It's like that will be their fallback. We well, we didn't have Nurk, so now we gotta bring it all back. The thing know, is, though, they've again. already bucked expectations. They were not supposed to be here. They were supposed to lose in the first round. That, very true. Very true. Even Man, though the third well, seed and you know the Thunder were the sixth seed, they were supposed to lose. Yeah, well, obviously, and one we heard guy on too. ESPN had had the Trailblazers, and it was a guy that lives in Portland, Nick DePaula. Yeah, shoe guy, love Nick. <laughs> I actually talked with Nick a few years ago about Dennis Smith Jr. shooting. But anyway. Um, Shout out to Dennis Jr. all of a sudden on billboards in Dallas and on TV. And, and Slovenia. Did you see, yeah, and, did you see Luca? <laughs> yeah. He was on some billboard over in Slovenia. But, um, but yeah, like Portland doesn't have, you know, they can pretty much run everything back. It, with the exception of, and this is something that's been huge for them. Um, well, actually, they actually have four free agents for the most part. And you're looking at Aminu. Aminu's played really well for them. And yes. what do they do with Rodney Hood and Seth Curry? They're both unrestricted free agents. Yeah, there are teams, I mean, Lakers fans already think they have Seth Curry. I mean, there's teams that are just like dying to get Seth Curry, which they should. I'm, we so, we knew this before anyone else did. Yeah, I'm so happy that he's doing he's doing well, but um but yeah, for the most part, I mean, they can that Evan Turner at 18 million next year is huge. <laughs> for Gosh, he he actually has been the one disappointment on their team. They have so many guys that are playing above their their ilk, and he is one guy that is not. He they was the second 30, pick 30. overall. You remember that? That's wild. <laughs> they have 30 million uh, in cap next year between Evan Turner and Myers Leonard. But anyway, I still want to say that they're going to be a lock because they will be getting Nurk back, and it feels like McCollum and Lillard have both taken a step up. So 
We'll see. We'll see what they do with the Minu. I think Aminu's low-key kind of important for them. Absolutely, for sure. And if the Mavs can steal him away, I'm okay with that. Steal him back. Steal, yeah, take him back. Take the Chief take back. back. Bring the Chief back. All right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk about some of the rest of the West, and then we'll talk about um, the shift in power. All right, Isaac, so the rest of the West, the Rockets, I don't think they're going anywhere. Harden is still going to be great. The one thing that could fall off for them is Chris Paul. When does Chris Paul start to fall off? I told somebody this today, and it sounds super dumb, or it might sound dumb to some people, but it would be a Maury move. If I'm Darren Moore this offseason, I'm dumping Chris Paul. Straight up salary dump. I think he's got another, I think he's got a couple more years in him, and they're not going to get a high-level player back for him. I don't think you can get a higher player back, but I think you could have some team like okay. Let's that would say be a Lakers, Belichick move, by the way, to just it dump would. A guy but if that, the that looks like he's got a couple more years left and just dump him right before, and then all of a sudden he but, goes to another team and falls off completely. What if the Lakers strike out on everybody and they're like, "Hey, we get two more years of LeBron. Let's just trade Lonzo and Kuzma for Chris Paul." We finally get Chris Paul. The Lakers finally get him. Yeah, and if you're the Rockets, you get Kuzma and Lonzo, and then you have cap space, and then you, you're immediately players in free agency. They're like okay. Eric Gordon's their best player, right? Um, best player right now besides Harden, and PJ Tucker's out of this world right now. So I don't. Anyway, Houston's not going anywhere. They're a playoff they're team next anywhere. year. So that's four locks right there. If if we're gonna leave it at that, I think after this, this is where it gets interesting. Okay, the Utah Jazz. I could see them taking a step back. The thing is that they have an interesting offseason too. They could take a step back. They do. They have young talent, though. Rudy Gobert's still pretty young. Donovan Mitchell, obviously, really young. They have. They have so many question marks. That's you said exactly. I think they have a ton of cap space. Can you convince somebody to come to Utah? And then they have some no. important free agents with like Rubio. Uh, they have now. I'm just saying somebody that played a lot on their team. Derek Favors will probably uh, be let go. He has a eight. What eighteen million dollar? No, they're keeping. Non- they're keeping him. Really? They like that. They're they really like Derek Favors. He has a non guaranteed contract next year for like eighteen million. They could wait. They could cut him and only the pay. The thing him is, like what one, are they going to do with that cap million. space though? They they're they're not a free agent destination. That stuff with Russell Westbrook, I don't think helped them. Okay, well, keep Favors then at eighteen million. And he's very important to their team. I think. I'm kind of well, I'm kind of biased too because I'd like Favors on the maps. You but. better hope David Locke is not listening. <laughs> um. Yeah, Utah. Utah's interesting. I don't know where they stand on them. They don't. I don't have, they well. they should be. I guess one of the teams that people talk about with young talent. How old is Rudy Gobert? He's gonna be like twenty six next year. Yeah, I'm. I don't want to get too hot takeish, but I don't know how I feel about Rudy Gobert of the next three or four years. It's gonna be like Roy Hibbert. He's the next Roy Hibbert. I don't know. Isaac Harris, just, Locked I, on Average Podcast. No, that's says, not what I said. No, I just Rudy don't. Gobert I just is don't the next know. Roy Hibbert. I don't know how. Okay, he's I feel gonna be twenty seven. It's gonna be 27 yeah, just, in June. I just got. I yeah. I don't want to put a full uh, opinion on that right now. But but well, you love Mitchell. That's your guy. I do love Donovan Mitchell. Yes, and I am a huge believer in him. They they just of any team that if they go out and get a free agent, then yeah, I think they're locks. I think they could they could be the Denver next year and move up like but if they wanted to. They're a lock without it for me. Okay, sure. I think they're but. They did. They won fifty games this year. They win three less. They're out of the playoffs. I mean, it is. It's so yeah. tight in there. And you, you get one injury for like a couple weeks. You get Rudy Gobert out for a couple weeks. Donovan Mitchell out for a couple weeks, and all of a sudden, I mean, yep. Same. Same could be said for Houston with Harden. They have, yep. they have a little bit of a higher, of a lower variance than the Jazz. But then the next team is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, who knows? I mean, I could see them missing the playoffs next year. Isn't that wild? Yeah, just and, outright, just no injuries, nothing, just miss the playoffs. Everything that we said really about Portland and their money, it kind of applies to OKC. There's just not really a room for them to improve. Um, you don't know what Adams is going to look like next year. He didn't have the best of seasons, and I mean Paul George is their best player, but what? And the guy they're getting back is Roberson, and he's not exactly what they need. They had defense; they just didn't have another scorer. Yeah, like best case scenario, they come, they all come back healthy, rejuvenated. Roberson's back, like Portland did and, this year. They come back and they're yeah, exactly. And they're like Portland this year. So I want to say they're they're in, but I'm not for sure either. They should they should be a lock, too. but their team their team is questionable. 
Okay. I think. And then Russ is just going to get older too. You have to. Yeah, yeah. Russ is a whole different conversation. For me, I think Houston, Denver, and Golden State are my only locks. Portland, I, I'm I put in the same category as Utah for next year. Okay. The San Antonio Spurs won 48 games last year, and they're getting Deontay Murray back. Yeah. Um, Lamarcus, getting is getting, Lamarcus is getting older. He's getting older, you know, yeah. So Deontay Murray and, and DeRozan will work out. That could be a weird Dude. combo because you have Deontay with the ball in his hands. You have DeRozan all of a sudden as an off-ball guy. It's not going to work. you got to figure out something with that. I love – yes, I love Murray. I wish he was healthy so bad. He was my most improved player of the year award pick before the season, before he got hurt. And um, <clears throat> we're just entering the range now to where I look at that team, and this is where it gets hard for Madison. I look at that Spurs team, and I'm like, you know what? That's a solid team. And I think of their players and stuff. But then I have to think about if I think the Mavericks are going to be a playoff team next year, and it's hard because we don't know who that uh, those other pieces are. But if I think that Luca is going to be take a step up and Porzingis is going to come back doing his thing, then oh, I have to put them on the same category as some of these other teams up through there. I think like so, San Antonio is a maybe, but yeah, it just depends. San Antonio is a maybe. I could see them falling, falling, you know, right out though. I mean, they would. I mean, I know the, I know, I know the Kings were what nine games back from the A spot. It was really, be- yeah, it was really close at one point though. They ended up, I think, like ten games out. But yeah, so that's the question because you have the Spurs there at seven, and then you're going to move to the Lakers at, I mean, the Clippers at eight, and this is where, as a Mavs fan. You don't want Kawhi or KD to go to the Clippers. Because what's going to suck is if KD goes to Clippers, which he's not, he's going to go to the Knicks. But like if KD goes to the Clippers, then you're just locking in two spots for sure. Yeah, with the <laughs> Warriors and, like, and the Clippers. The Warriors are still there, and you're just taking one of their you – know, and they're basically going to stay in the playoffs and give – yeah, so like you want – as always, you want as many of these players to go east. <laughs> as always. You want them to go east, then you want them to suck like Gordon Hayward. Yeah, and that that's that's the kind of sucky. Well, it's kind of twofold. If you want you want the Mavericks in the playoffs for sure, but a lot of these big free agents. When I did that Hoop Magazine uh, or that, that roundtable type thing, and I said, "What is the biggest storyline of the playoffs?" and my answer was, I, "The biggest storyline playoffs isn't like a team or a matchup. For me, it's the upcoming free agent class. But all of these big names that could be free agents or could be switching teams there that could." make their teams go down are all in the east you know with Kawhi with Butler Tobias and Butler with Kyrie Irving with D'Angelo Russell like those are huge names that could you know drop their teams dramatically Denver Portland Houston Utah OKC San Antonio none of them have like massive crazy free agent questions most of the teams are getting injured players back Yeah, yeah. So like that's what I think it is a it's a mindset of saying, man, the East has so they're so good right now, top heavy. But there is also a world in which you don't want to think about this, but there's also a world in which like Kawhi comes to the Clippers, and then what if you know if you know Kyrie, all this different stuff, Jimmy goes to the Lakers, stuff like that. So and you're like, well, crap, we're back to the same freaking spot again in the West. Yeah. Well, and. You go through the rest of these teams. So the Clippers, they're they're a big wild card, and we don't know who's who's going to go there, who they're going to get. Even if they get nobody, they're, they were still a solid team. I mean, their team got better once they traded Tobias Harris, which is wild. Yeah, I did a whole video on them for uh, Free Dawkins. The Kings were right there. I mean, during the season, once they figured out that they're kind of out, they kind of fell off at the very end there. But they were right there. They have you know young talent too. We mentioned at the top of the show. The Lakers with LeBron coming back, if he doesn't get injured, they could be in that playoff. I mean, they could be in the playoffs if he didn't get injured this year, which is why I think right now there's only three teams in the West that are locks to not make the playoffs. Yeah, next year. I think it's Phoenix, New Orleans, and Memphis. The thing about New Orleans, though, David Griffin has has been on this thing where he's not going to trade Anthony Davis. Now, we kind of we scoff at that and we think that's hilarious, but what if they don't? What if they don't find a good trade for him or or they wait till the trade deadline? Uh, I think they still trade him. They probably do, but what if they don't? Then all of a sudden you have I think the, a team getting Anthony Davis back. I think the only question to that would be, 
would they go the Sam Presti route and get somebody that's like, I mean, the, the, the Pacers route. route. The, yeah, the Spurs and Pacers route of saying, instead of draft picks and prospects, we want an Oladipo, we want a DeMar DeRozan that keeps you relevant. But I still I think those would be the lock. I, Minnesota's really weird to me because Towns is so dang good, but they just don't have – I don't think they make the playoffs next year either. So, like, yeah, I think you are you really are looking at Sacramento, uh, which is switching coaches. You go from That's Dave Yeager to Luke Walton, and we like Luke Walton. But, and then I think the he's Lakers. worse than Dave Yeager as a coach, though. <laughs> it's really hard to evaluate coaches. Kick him on the way out, that, Nick. That's my, that's my personal opinion. Uh, and then, yeah, I think Dallas, uh, the Lakers, and the Kings, they're the three that's knocking on the door saying, how can we get in? We need some teams to drop out. And that's why, yeah, as a, as a Mavs fan, you're rooting for the Clippers not to get anybody. Uh, but I don't know. If, if you're a betting man, you're probably betting on Kawhi going to the Clippers right now. Well, and what happens if, let's say, Memphis gets, like, Zion? And Zion comes in and he's as good as Luca was, you know. Then all of a sudden you have another guy, kind of another team, kind of contending. They are they, all of a sudden they have Zion and Conley. Well, yeah. Well, I think they. I think we'll see Conley in a different uniform this summer. Ooh. So, yeah, I think that I think that could happen draft night before free agency possibly. But that's the thing as far as when when Woj dropped the you know the teams with this young talent moving forward because at some point over the next four or five years what are t- teams eventually are going to take maybe take a step back you know in in four years you know Steph Draymond these guys are going to be in their mid-30s yeah. that Golden State run I mean those Golden State guys are going to be you know Harden's going to be older um OKC where the crap are they at in four years you know with <laughs> With Russ and you know Paul George, Lowe, or Stephen Adams, or, what the crap is San Antonio doing with Aldridge and DeRozan? So when you you know Lakers, LeBron, yeah. So when you look at these upcoming teams, or you say like, who are guys and who are teams in four or five years that have like young cornerstones right now that could be the head of the conference? You you are looking at somebody like the Jokic, Jamal Murray, people of Denver. You're looking at. You know Mitchell, uh, which you know whatever Gobert is at that time. Are you looking at the Clippers if they have Kawhi or you know and they're young, your young guys and stuff? But we've we joked about this before. There's no team in the league that has a young duo like Dallas. Not not to that pedigree. Not uh, not the, that young. The Sixers. Dallas's duo is better than that. And Bede is better than both of them though. True, but the drop off between Ben Simmons. I mean, I for to, for me, I I need a better. I mean, Ben Simmons is a is a taller Michael Carter Williams. So I okay, need we can we can debate whether they're better or not, but they are right there with them. I would take Porzingis and Luca any day of the week over Embiid and Ben Simmons. I think I would too. Ben, I think I would too. But I'm just saying that Embiid is better than both of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At this moment, Embiid's better than both of them. But I don't think. Yeah. If we're talking duos, then no, no, no. But what about it's, what about Towns and Wiggins? Come on, Wiggins was the number one pick. No, I came Didn't down. He averaged like he averaged like twenty points year. a game this year. Points, Isaac. <laughs> points. I think I think Phoenix gets interesting. Whatever team Zion go goes to gets yeah. interesting. And you you better uh, yeah. hope. I mean, you gotta hope that's like the Bulls or the you know somebody. In the yeah, th- that's the thing. You look at Phoenix. You know, what if Ja? What if they get Ja and Ja comes in and just kills it? And all of a sudden, that you know, with Monty Williams, you get Ja and Booker and Aiton. Like that's a that's a fun you know fun team that you could see in the playoffs in three years or two or three five, years something like that. Five years, Isaac. <laughs> five years. It's gonna take uh, them a while. I, I just think what gets crazy is the conversation and that we want the East to be back really good again, and and obviously the second round of the East is insane. But there's a world in which we have the same conversation that we've had over the past 10 years next year also. Because if you just paint the picture and say, all right, you just look over at the East for a second. Milwaukee will be back. They're probably going to bring back the same yeah. dang team, and they're looking great right now. They don't have to bring at, back Brogdon, though. You guys can you, you, look, you can let him go, Milwaukee. I think they should just let him go. They're, they play much better without him. Yeah, uh, they are, they're playing way better without him right now. Is he injury prone? I think they should let him go. But... <laughs> Look at the three teams after Milwaukee. 
If Toronto loses Kawhi, then that means that they might lose Mark Gasol too, maybe? They might not make the playoffs next year. Will they make the playoffs next year? They go immediately to a rebuild, possibly. At that point, they're probably trading off Kyle Lowry. Talking about going from, I mean, a complete 180 in your franchise. Philadelphia, I think that, I don't think Tobias or Jimmy's going anywhere. I think they bring them both back because I think they're going to look at it and say the same thing. They're going to say two things. We gave up crap to get both these dudes. And then two, if they think if they think Kyrie's leaving and Kawhi's leaving, they're looking at it and yeah. saying, "Let's just run the dang t- team back. We only got Milwaukee to worry about." And if KD and, goes to the Knicks, like if both KD and Kyrie go to the Knicks, how much better are the Knicks? I mean, who else is going to be uh, really good? They're going to be a top three or four seed. I don't care who you put around. If Kyrie and KD goes to the Knicks, sign me up. I mean, the rest of their team. If KD and Kyrie go to the Knicks, they're immediately my pick to win the East next year over Milwaukee. We've seen this before with with guys. Katie's that up. good though. That's the Katie thing. Katie is that good. You're right. You're right. So, so then after that, you're looking at like Indiana. I mean, love you, Victor, but I don't know how far we y'all are going. The Nets. Then, the Nets could get somebody this summer. Yeah. The Nets. So it it the East is kind of um I don't want to say they're kind of like. The Jazz of the West, where if the Jazz got like a big free agent, they could move up to the like the East are like a couple of moves away from st- from being like super top heavy again. You know, if if Kawhi stays, and let's say even let's say Kyrie goes to, you know, let's say K- K- KD and Kyrie do go to New York. Well, instantly New York's up there with Milwaukee and Toronto, and then Philly brings everybody back. Then that's four teams right there, and you know you're not counting some of these. Like where does Zion go? The biggest thing we haven't even mentioned out of all of it, where the crap does Anthony Davis go? Yeah. <laughs> that whatever team he goes to is probably going to be in the playoffs next year in either conference. Specifically so, when he goes to the Lakers. No. Uh, whenever a team uh, out of nowhere comes, swoops in and says, hey, we're just going to take the chance and pull the Paul George and swoop you in for a year. That's, yeah. Also, we haven't talked about how good Trey Young is in a little while. So he could, I mean, he could make a big splash. <laughs> in the East, anything is possible. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, that I saw, what was it, the ESPN thing that came out today about Zion, the best fits for best Zion? Fit. Uh, you know, Atlanta and Dallas stuff. We have been very advocate, you know, advocating for this, not just for because we want Zion in the mass for hashtag content, but. Um, I honestly do believe, bias is that. I honestly do believe Dallas is the best fit for him. Yes. Playing with Luca and Porzingis, I, I really, really, really do believe that. I do too. I'm right there with you. All right, Isaac, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're talking about Game of Thrones. So if you're not into Game of Thrones, if you don't watch the show, if you're not caught up to season eight, episode four, then don't listen to the rest of this podcast. And uh, we appreciate you listening to Locked On Mavs. But for the rest of you, winter has come. All right, Isaac. I'm upset. Why you upset? I'm upset. I went on a rant on a little a mini rant on Twitter right after the right after the episode. You're gonna be one of those people, ain't you? No, just this one thing. Actually, there's a couple things, but there is this one thing that really, really bothered me right as soon as it happened. There's no way with the physics that our Earth has, and I assume that Westeros works with the same kind of physics as you know. um, our earth here and the same mm. physics as, as where we are. There is no way that from as far away as Euron was so that he would be invisible to Daenerys and her drag, who two dragons that were flying. And I understand that one of her drag, that Rhaegal was injured and he couldn't fly that well, but he was flying pretty good. He flew all the way from Winterfell to, to where they're going. Were they, were they going to Dragonstone? I guess at that point. Well, I think yeah, I think they went to White Harbor or Harbor first, and then they sailed down to Dragonstone. But yeah, they went. They, they flew all the way there. He was struggling, but he was still flying. And though. by the way, way faster than the boats, so they could have rested while the boats were. Tra- I know it looks like they got there in one day. I know it looks like sure. that, but it did take them a long time. It, it takes a month to get from Winterfell to King's Landing by land. So by sea, I feel like it take you a little while to get places. Um, there is no way that Euron would have hit a dragon that far away with the scorpion. There's no way. Just the, the the distance. So that's one time that it wouldn't happen. He gets hit four times with these scorpions. Just all of a sudden, boom. One of them hits him right through the neck. Then The neck is smaller than the rest of the dragon. That savage shot. Great shot. 
by all the guys. And by the way, went back and watched some of it, watched the 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 uh, you know, creator reveal thing or whatever author reveal whatever it's called. It takes five guys to operate a scorpion. Can you imagine trying to coordinate five guys to hit something flying in the air? You have to be exactly the right way and he's he's yelling at him blah blah blah. It's insane. There's no way. That, and by the way, George R.R. Martin said that there's there's no way that anything would pierce a dragon's skin like that, no matter how big and spinning and crazy it was. So I don't believe it. It's I'm I'm past it. I don't I don't understand how they. You know can what else I don't believe? And- I don't believe dragons fly. I don't believe people get stabbed through the heart and come back to life. I don't believe dead people walk. This whole show is built off things that don't theoretically happen okay so you're saying you're on is magic there's some magic no, i'm not in saying it's magic because that but was I think, the, that was I the other thing do you think the lord of light is behind Euron and he's really trying could. he's really trying to help Listen. him giving him a boost Bear. give him aim is gonna come back what is the fortnite thing Rhaegal. aim assist giving you aim assist here's my thing i think Ridiculous. there's been a spotlight put on this I, the show's gotten so big it's i joke about we nick and i joke about bill simmons podcast a lot we love, we love it. We love we love Bill. It's almost Simmons. like we're listening to our uncle. Yes, we love Bill Simmons. We love his podcast. You just gotta accept the fact that it, it always kills me how people get on Twitter and people will complain about his podcast all the time. Just stop freaking listening to the podcast. And this is my whole thing. Like, if you don't like it, just stop listening to it. No one's forcing you to listen to it. And when something gets so big, you're gonna find like it almost becomes the fun thing to do to hate on it. And it's kind of like Game of Thrones, where it's it's so massive, it's so popular, and so many people. It's almost like really anything in life that's really really good. There has to be some people that's like, no, that sucks because it's like that people feel like it's the cool thing to do is just to go against something that's that's awesome. And it's put a spotlight on it to where now people overanalyze it to where now people watch the show and say. Well, I don't like that. Well, that's stupid. Well, that doesn't make sense. Because, yeah, I think some of their battle tactics were absolutely stupid. (laughs) But I don't let it affect, like, my love for the whole show. I'm not sitting there watching and being like, wow, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I don't want to watch this show. And so then it kills me when I get on. Like, there are things that I I don't like about the show sometimes, but I still love the show. And then you get online and it's just this like bloodbath of this show's so stupid. Yeah. It's gotten so bad. It's all this stuff. I'm like, just stop watching the show. Like, what? Just don't watch. But yeah, all these people that are complaining, they're going to be there next week and make no plans and they're going to be locked into the TV and say, you know, I got to watch it. That it's just what they got to do. And then they're going to get off it and they're going to complain about it. It's just about it. It's just the concept of complaining. People just love to complain about something. Breaking news. Whatever Game of Thrones did with this last season, there are still going to be people that threw a fit about it, yeah, no matter absolutely. what they did. So, like, yeah, I have my issues with things, but I had a bigger issue with the fact that Danny walked up to the whole freaking gate, like, what, 100 yards away, oh, so and they bad. got freaking ballista turrets just sitting there chilling. And I'm like, what? why are you just walking up, homie? Like, your, your dragon's back in behind y'all, and, like, you already lost two of your babies. And I don't, I don't, I didn't get that part, but I still was because like, because she was a considerable a distance show. away that should be impossible to hit a dragon from there. That, that. Yes. But wait, we have the unsullied around me. So if they started no, shooting they had these 12, massive, they had 12 on. <laughs> Cause you oh, know, also, also another unrealistic thing. They only lost half the Dothraki. Yeah. I well, Where was you? Where's the other half when the other half went riding in with flaming <laughs> swords? <laughs> Who drew straws and said, "You know oh, what? Man. You gotta go. I'm staying back, bro." You can't. You can <laughs> They can't have it both ways. They can't have the scene where all the lights go out, which is an awesome scene. I mean, just to watch it. Oh, I mean, yes. it, that didn't make sense either to make the Dothraki ride right into him. Um, no, not at all. But, not one bit. But Why you can't they didn't have that put them awesome behind the visually load, looking like, scene and then also keep half of them? This doesn't make any sense. That was the biggest. Hey, I, you're riding to your death thing ever. Like, there's no coming back for like. Why do you send them out? Because you know you're outnumbered. But um, there are some things I loved yeah. about the episode, though. I, I thought Tyrion had a great episode. He's man. I got super worried about him. I thought yeah. he was he was one of my locks for a bit of saying. There's no way I don't think he dies in the in the show at all. He goes walking right but up there, there for about three minutes. I was kind of on the edge of my seat. I'm like, is he about to get shot or shot? What if you're Cersei? Like, why why hold back? You know? Yeah, like, that's what they were talking about on binge mode. Oh, see, I haven't got to listen to that yet. Oh, but, they did. They did. Uh, they do like a Ask the Maester YouTube live thing. So. Oh, okay, okay. They have um, 
I got, yeah, I got super worried about that for a second. And yeah, you know those ballista arrows that pierce dragons? You know what they can't pierce? Unsullied shields, apparently, because that's all, uh, uh, you know, all Danny those, rolled up they with. They can pierce so, ships, though. Yes, they can not just pierce ships. They can sink ships. That was a little those things. That was a little rolled through those ships. Um, but no, I, I I like the episode. The it's I watched the episode with my dad, and my dad absolutely hates Sansa. And <laughs> this is a bad episode for him. Yeah. Well, no, no, he was like still arguing that point because my dad and I watch TV shows from different and movies, two different angles. I'm more of like the human moral side to things. And like, you know what? Yeah. You can't just go in there. And he's like, no, it's part of warfare. You just got to do what Danny says and go in there and just all kill all the people and, t- and take your throne. That's just part of it. He's like, these people are just being babies about it. Sansa. She wouldn't even be alive if Danny didn't show up. I'm like, okay. That's so like, that's he's right about that. <laughs> so anyway, he loves Danny and says, Danny's in the right of everything. Danny's kind of getting on my nerves a little bit, but they're tanking, I still they're like tanking him. Danny right now on purpose. Either. Because she's going to turn into the Mad Queen or she's going to have this big rise that all of a sudden she rises from, you know, you don't expect you know, it. Because they, they like love... A little, a little sacrifice for John, you know? Yeah, these guys, they love the unexpected. Like, oh, you didn't expect a dragon to go down. Yeah, because it shouldn't have. It didn't make any sense. She's lost, she's lost like, everyone close around her now. And I kind of feel for her. The Masande, Grey Worm, the lock, bro, darkness. you're dying for sure now. That's what we said about... That's what we said about... The- yeah, but now he doesn't have a reason. Like, bro, you, they're not... I think it's more torture now for him to live and not have Missy. But... That love came yeah, pretty I mean, quick, though. I feel like he can move on. Maybe. It's been going on for a bit. You know, in the books, uh, Masande uh, was 10 years old when Danny brought her into her... Oh, freedom dang. ...from slavery. A little bit different. That river scene would have been really old, weird. <laughs> Yeah, um, Gendry, bro. Oh come on! I loved the meme where it was like Gendry and then Jamie. It was like there's two different guys after a one night stand. <laughs> Gendry, uh, I love how when their whole uh, scene happened uh, between him and Arya a few episodes ago, you know he was kind of like reluctant to it at first. Now he's all in. Now he's like dropping she proposals. Him. She got and, him. And she did. She roped him in with that and. Uh, that um gendry went for it and you, you know the moment he started talking you're like oh crap bro you got to get well shot you, down yeah. man i feel so bad for you and i knew she was exactly gonna say that's not me because that was what she yeah. said to to ned stark at the beginning yeah and uh secret the telephone game made an appearance on uh game of thrones of I- hey let's let's tell a secret i wanted and- to see i wanted to see sansa and Arya's reaction to the news Yes, I was kind of upset with that, and that I wanted to hear Bran. John won. He couldn't tell him. He's yeah, like, also, hey, it's funny, but I think that was a loophole, though. He's like, I didn't tell them. Bran told them. Well, that's true. You know, he could, he could pull that. And then you saw Sansa sitting there thinking about it when Tyrion was, like, up on the wall with her, and yes. she's like, you know, her mouth, I'm like, don't you freaking do it, girl. Don't you do it. But what if there's someone else? I'm like, oh, my God, she did it. She's sabotaging Danny. Like, okay. And then it was like, what, 30 seconds later, Varys knows. Mike. well, Varys knows. The whole freaking the whole world, world knows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for Tyrion to kill Varys. I think that happens. I think he's just going to get beheaded because he essentially is ready to commit treason. So he, He's going to be like a cheese-it for, for Drogon. Um, <laughs> John and Ghost. The director said that they didn't have a CGI budget to make an actual, I don't get an actual that goodbye. I do and then uh, Jason, you don't have any budget now. You are the largest TV show. What are you talking about? Jason a budget? said literally last episode, a giant picked up a human girl. and She stabbed him in the eye. How can you not? How can you say that you don't have a CGI budget for that? Whenever you have, I would have rather them just kill off ghost the episode before than do what they no, did. I can't do that. No, then do what they did. I would much rather that. Happen. Yeah, that's, that's true. Like I, I give my dog more love when <laughs> I go to the car to get my wallet in it because I forgot it in the driveway. You know, yeah, like, come that, back. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh, come here. I'll be back in a second, honey. Like, uh, that's my dog's name, not my wife. But, uh, <laughs> that, and yeah, so that killed me. I'm like, Don, what are you doing, bro? Just go get, give your dang, dang dog a hug. Um, but I don't know. Maybe Tormund and Ghost make an appearance again. and Maybe a, uh, a Venti Latte will make an appearance again. I didn't. I obviously didn't catch that during during the 
first showing of it but now i've seen i've seen all these pictures and stuff of it and did you also catch that that david and dan were in that scene too no they are david david uh, and dan the two creator guys that oh yeah that, weiss and ben mm-hmm. when torment uh, is ta- hey, when torment is talking he has that horn of wine the two guys standing in front of him that cheers the horns of wine together with huge beards are those guys i need to go back and watch it again uh, here's my thing with the scene, coffee literally thing. right after that you look over and you see the coffee and like, people were really upset about the coffee cup thing and saying, oh, the show really doesn't care and all this stuff. This show had Ed Sheeran in it, all right? So don't, I don't no, want to hear no, about no, no coffee cup. They did cup. that on purpose. There's no way. I know it was on purpose, but come on. When you put Ed Sheeran in a freaking Game of Thrones, I do not care if you have a freaking Starbucks I didn't care cup. about that. I, I didn't care one way or the other about Ed Sheeran. No. It was okay. I think the bigger picture of everything, obviously as fans of the show, of everything we want more episodes we would love more episodes there seems to be more story to tell too because you're there is more story yeah because they're cramming into these these you know six episodes and really go back in the last season and then when you watch the first you know what four seasons five seasons and there's so much like storytelling and more like character development but then there's also a side too to where there's not really much character development to have anymore like they're there like we're we're there at their development like we're there at the the peaks of all of these characters uh that we've spent all this time to where now it's just a bunch of these different actions and yeah as a guilty a greedy part of it i would love to have more episodes of the show but if they have six episodes and they're trying to hit all of these things then yeah, I was just reading this magazine a few days ago to where once they got past the books, that they Which was the start when, of season they, seven. It was when they were past the books. Yeah, that that they met with George and they said, you know, just give us some directions on it and what what's you know what's next what because they wanted to be as accurate as they could and it said George had a couple of these big things that he that he was going to write about like he knew shireen was going to get sacrificed that was something he knew he knew that you know something else um and and then there they said he had a couple in in season eight too that was going to be this magazine came out before the season and so like obviously the long night was going to happen yeah the long night my guess is that he probably had he probably knew that he wanted Arya to kill the night king and uh that was probably what it is i think but we don't know I, i i'm my whole thing is let's let's hold back judgment of this last season until these last two episodes. Let's let these last two episodes play out, and I'm just the complaining stuff gets me. But that's I think it's past Game of Thrones complaining in general about <laughs> yeah. things that you that you can stop doing. Yeah. Like if I hate Kroger so much, I'm just gonna go get my groceries from somewhere else. I'm not gonna just keep complaining about it. And yeah, people. Uh, that, I guess like the other day I saw somebody trashing Five Guys, the the burger place. And yeah. I was like, there are so many other burger places. You do not have to go to that burger place. There are, yes, there are plenty <laughs> of times where you experience something, whether it's a gas station or a restaurant or something, and you're like, that burger sucked. You know, I'm, probably, I'm just not going to come I, back to that. I think the difference between that and Game of Thrones is you loved Five Guys, and Five Guys was your favorite place, and then all of a sudden they started using a different cooking oil. They stopped doing the peanut oil thing, and all of a sudden it just tastes different. It's just not the same, and it's not as good. And that's what I think a lot of people are feeling with it. Yeah, but... I love Chick Fil A. I've had a relationship with Chick Fil A forever. Yeah, but Chick Fil A hasn't changed, changed in like a thousand. years. But if years. they change their name to Fish Fillet and they just switched out chicken for fish, I'm not gonna go there anymore. I like fish is okay, but I like chicken more. I'm just gonna be like, uh, yeah, this sucks now. I hate that you changed it all. So see ya. But did you think that Chick Fil A was gonna be the goat, like the greatest of all time restaurant? Because I feel like that's where game, people were with Game of Thrones. They felt like it could, it had the potential. I still it, think it is, and it was the greatest TV show of all time. And now all of a sudden, it has all these gaffes. Well, I still think it is. I think it. Oh well. I think it was. I think the first. I think the first six seasons were the greatest TV show of all time. Oh and now I'm gosh, still hanging on my seat on every, you know, on everything. But they have to close it somehow, they do. and no matter what, no matter how they close it, and people I'm, are going to complain about it. Sure, but they're whoever they have set on the throne. There, people you are going to complain, complain about, about it. outcome. But then you can also complain about how some of these things are just so ridiculous you just can't even see them happening. You know, like okay, True. so so if John takes the throne, like oh, I just I, feel some like people we are going to complain back. about that. If Danny takes the throne, people are going to complain about that. But the way that they do it, if it seems so ridiculous and doesn't even make sense, like some of these things are, that's when I understand some of the complaining. I agree with that. I just think what we can go back to through all of the other seasons, and I guarantee you, we could find three or four things of these other seasons, the seasons that we think are great, and be like, really, really, is that believable? 
Like, that's dumb. I feel like you can do that anything. I feel like you can do that freaking Avengers. You could do it any of these movies. Like that's different. You're like, not really you're not really living on the plot of Avengers. But you can you can find things that are not quote believable in anything. I just now now it's just so big it has such a microscope. People are just picking it apart like it's freaking Operation board game. There's no way Euron would have hit him with any of those shots from the Scorpion. I hope not. I hope he gets shot with and the, the Scorpion. And Daenerys would have seen them in the boats. Some somebody told me oh there was a mist. I don't know. They were no. flying there for a long time. And also, there's a shot where Tyrion is looking right at the boats. And I'm pretty sure you would have seen. The I don't even boats. care about the. I, I, in that scene, I care more about like them, them not being aware of the situation. Like, yeah, you know, and you have, ca- yeah. you're kind of at war. You might want to scout ahead <laughs> because that is like our next door neighbor, Dragonstone to King's Landing. And you're just not going, you know, you're not going to just scout it out, you know, fly if, overhead. If they needed to take a dragon down, which they had to because there was a vision where there was only one dragon flying over King's Landing. Remember that vision mm. from a while ago? Yeah. Then have somebody like hauled up in Dragonstone, you know, and like and like sneaking in there and have them they had they had snuck a, you know, a scorpion in there and once they land, then nail it with the scorpion. Right? Like, yeah. you know, ambush them sort of. Now, it, yeah. it couldn't have been Euron at that point cuz he's not getting out of Dragonstone at that point. I mean, he's, he's, I don't think he's sneaking yeah, anywhere. He would, he's just freaking doing his thing. <laughs> he wouldn't be able to sneak out of it, but he'd be there. And maybe that's a way to get rid of Euron. But I, the cloud dive that they did at Winterfell, you know, when they went straight down, isn't that your way? The way to go, right to down? Because there's no way the scorpions shoot straight up. You know, yeah, they're like spinning sideways in circles. You know, they can't really shoot up. So I get that if you did that on one, you know, maybe a couple ships over, they could they could get a good shot at you. But I, that would be my route. But see, that's overanalyzing to that point because I was reading my wife some of these tweets I was seeing. She goes, "How do people think of all these things to just tear things apart like that?" I'm like, "That's just how minds work, Barb." Well, I still don't believe that you're on would have he would have hit him. Maybe one time. Think, if they would hit it one, ever see, if they hit it one time, I believe either. it. If they they hit him four times, I'm out. That's just too many times. That's when I'm out. All right, there you go. That's game. You're out, but you're still gonna watch, right? I'm out on that moment. I wasn't out on the whole. Okay. I'm not out on the whole show. I just hated that moment. And there's better ways to get rid of it. If they needed to get rid of a dragon for plot purposes, there are other ways to get rid of a dragon than that. Very true. Very That's true. That's what I'm out on. I understand why they needed to do it. There's just Game of Thrones talk for uh, to make this podcast 50 minutes. Somebody, okay, somebody's going to look at this pod and be like, oh, 51 minutes on the maps? Let's go! We went like 35 minutes on the maps. So. We did go 35 on the maps, so quit complaining. So, there you go. And we're going every day. Yeah. And we'll go this Friday, too. We haven't gone the last two Fridays. <laughs> oh, yeah. we got a pod this Friday for sure. Absolutely. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs slash Game of Thrones. <laughs> Peace out! Boom! Boom!